0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Frank Dolce. He is on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease in the handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Frank, good morning.
1: Good morning, guys. Hope you had a great weekend.
0: We did. I was watching the Utes thinking they were daring you to find something wrong with that game to come up and uh, talk about this morning. What are the coaches going to find when they go over the film? They can't tell them they were perfect.
1: Well, they had a turnover. Aha!
0: And he will be flogged.
1: They had a turnover. And uh, they had eight penalties. I mean, you can't win a lot of games with eight penalties. I don't know.
2: You can in the (laughs) Pac 12 South. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: There's something like that. No, they those guys played they played really well. They the uh you know, the first drive of the game, UCLA went down the field and and then stalled out and went backwards. And uh, but you know, Utah's done that a little bit this year. They kind of take a series and and then figure things out. But that was you, you know, in terms of performances and, and dominance and that, that was, that was as close as it gets shut down the run game. And I, you know, I think the interesting thing about the way Utah plays, especially on the defensive side, and maybe it's, it's a combination of the way Utah plays and what people think about Utah. But it's like, especially in the run game teams abandon the, teams abandon the run game. I thought that happened a week ago with with Washington. I thought they got out of the run game quicker, faster than they should have or a couple of weeks ago before the bye week. I thought maybe Ooh. even UCLA got out of the run game faster than they should have and, and I know they were you're playing from behind, so that's that's difficult and maybe you think you have to throw the ball around the field to catch up. But, but then it just plays right into Utah's hands because, they, you know, they take away your strength, and then now you're trying to rely on on being one-dimensional to come back, and Utah seems to feast on that. So, like, I thought, I thought UCLA was still fairly productive in the run game. I think they were averaging around four yards a carry, maybe not quite, but that's still productive. Um, Zach Moss a week ago, or two weeks ago against Washington, averaged about 3.6 or 3.7 yards per carry. But they didn't, stop carrying, they didn't stop running the ball. He still got his 100 yards. It just took him a few more carries. But it's such an integral part of their offense. They don't, they don't get rid of it. So, anyway, I think it's just interesting that maybe the way that Utah plays on the defense side or, the, or the, what people think about Utah defensively makes them change their game plan or band and stuff that they usually do well.
2: If you mention anything about beyond the next game, Arizona and then Colorado, if you talk about Oregon, I or talk about the Rose Bowl, the playoff. Kyle bristles and points out which he did Saturday night. And we still got two games. Blah 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 blah. But I actually think this thing is working big time in their favor. The focus has increased. The intensity and everything has been at a high, high level because of the fact that they know that they only have two games and then they get a shot most likely. At, well, definitely a shot if they make it because Oregon's already clenched at Oregon. And then Rose Bowl playoff and a bowl these illustrious things potentially wait with a win over Oregon. Rose Bowl could be there too, even with a loss. So in my mind, this is something, although you don't want to discuss it, or harp on it or focus on it, it's actually working toward their advantage and is providing them with even more focus and more concentration on the task at hand because in order to get there, you need to do this and this. So I think it's a positive to not not focus on what's ahead but acknowledge that it's there.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's something about that. And I think this is a different team than, than we've seen Utah in the past. The U, you know, Utah teams have struggled in November in recent memory and have gone in with people saying things like, well, Utah controls their own destiny. And then, and then they don't manage it very well and take a, a couple bad losses going out the back end of the season. But I think that every test that comes up, Utah seems to manage really well. I mean, for, first of all, it was overcoming a terrible loss to USC and, Utah's certainly done that well. And then getting ready to play, you know, a, um, a pesky kind of Washington team with lots of talent and ability, and they kind of shut that thing down. And then taking a week off and maybe a little bit of this letdown after beating Washington and coming, coming up against the UCLA team that struggled, but has shown some signs. And then they only allow those guys to score three points. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I don't know if you guys do, but over their last five games, UCLA is averaging, I think it was well over 30 points a game or at least 30 points a game. And that, that they didn't even come close. Utah creates, well, you could say UCLA gave the ball up five times or Utah created five turnovers. And, and so I think the way the team is managing all of these different issues show something a little different about this team. Maybe it's the maturity. Maybe it's you know that that all these guys that uh, that could have gone, could have taken the next step, they just decided to stay. And maybe that leadership and maybe that experience is more important than we than we think about, especially in in college athletics today, when people as every everybody seems to be jumping ship at the at the earliest opportunity. Well, Utah has significant depth and leadership on both sides of the ball. Maybe that's a big deal.
0: How often in your playing career did you complete 75% of your passes? Because it seems like Tyler Huntley is doing that week in and week out. You keep thinking, okay, that passing completion thing, that, that's that got to cool off a little bit, and it just
1: doesn't. Well, regularly. I did that regularly. Okay. Mostly, it was on seven-on-seven on seven drills when there wasn't a defensive rush, <laughs> and the defensive secondary was at a complete disadvantage. <laughs> so they didn't have the they didn't have the luxury of a quarterback running around for his life. I, the standard used to be, you know, sixty-five percent completions. If you were completing sixty-five percent of your passes. Then things were really going well in the passing game. And, um, and so we, we kind of used to ha- hang on to that number. And still, that number's really good. If you're completing 65% of your passes, that's, you know, that's pretty darn good. 75% of your passes, well, then you would think, well, he's completing 75% of his passes. So he must be throwing, you know, for 100 yards a game because, and, and he's throwing the ball 18 times. Well, he can't be completing passes for yardage because they have to be super high percentage pass. Well, he's completing passes. What, what was his yards per catch, 16.8 in this game? That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. Now, I think against UCLA, you have to take a look at the, the competition a little bit because UCLA gives up a ton of yards in the passing game, and they certainly did. Against Utah, and I don't know how many times Brant Keithy found himself open on a corner route. I mean, like wide open on a quarter route, fifteen yards downfield. And so there's something to be said that for that. I don't think I don't think Huntley had to throw into coverage very often on Saturday. And if you take a look at a lot of that film, man, the, the offensive line just created a wall in front of the quarterback, and it made it a lot more comfortable for, for Tyler to, to throw the ball downfield. So lots of things worked in his favor regardless. The way that he's – his pass and quarterback efficiency right now is off the charts. He's he's played phenomenally well, and it doesn't look like he's going to take a step backwards.
2: So, have to go yes or no? Does Utah get in the playoff? No.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Get Dude. off Twitter. <laughs> hey,
2: I don't say no because
1: I don't think Utah.
2: Too late, doesn't matter. Be. No qualifications. be in the playoff. Yeah, we understand know, the but, reasons uh, aren't the what the they thing. appear. Right, and we, we the agree. Reason
1: that, the reason that Utah's not going to get in, in the playoff is because the people who are making the decisions aren't going to put Utah in the playoff.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, nothing that they didn't or the
0: did thing. do. Doesn't matter, yeah, Frank. A, you're a loser, and there is, are many body parts you're going to be called now that you cannot repeat on the radio. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, Utah does, does. Utah deserve? You didn't ask me if Utah deserved to be. In I know. It's not
2: the question. It's not right? the question. Because who cares whether they deserve it? It's well, a, what ask what me are that question.
1: Or? I'll say yes. Well, they, the they could is, deserve will it Utah as get much. Get in the playoffs. Oh. They, I mean. What What would have to happen to, for Utah to get in the playoffs? Uh, so let's say that let's say that uh, who's going who's going to match up with LSU in the SEC title game? at Georgia? Georgia. Okay, so let's say Georgia beats LSU. So now it's a one-loss LSU team. It's a one-loss Georgia team. And, and they're both Clemson's not going They're not. They're both in. Yeah. Clemson's not going to take a loss. They're in. They're in. Oh, Ohio State's. Not they're so in. Likely to take a loss. And if Ohio State takes one loss, are they? Is the committee going to take a one-loss Ohio State team or a one-loss Utah team?
2: Uh, depends on which red you support, and depends on yeah, if you're well, which media member you like or don't like. You say the Ute <laughs> you'd, you'd, you'd fans sort of like you, so you'll be okay. Ute fans, some of them don't like me, so they call me as DJ just said all sorts of body parts
1: like what they call you the thumb or something what do they call it They not... tell me where i could put
2: my thumb <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i i just I, I mean it just it just doesn't utah should play in the playoffs utah should give should have a chance to play in the playoffs if they if they finish up sure we well, agree if they finish up obviously but are they going to play in the playoff? I don't think the. I don't think that the committee. I don't think the all of the things that have to happen for Utah to get in the playoff are going to happen. And mostly, I think it's that, that the people who are making the yeah. decisions are going to allow Utah to play in the playoff.
2: And it wouldn't reduce the quality or success or acknowledgement of their season one bit.
1: Not at all. Don't check your. Not Twitter. at all. Do not yeah.
0: check your Twitter, Frank
1: i I rarely do I try to use Twitter only to make a comment with that if it's meaningful or or I don't like to post things regularly just to post things so but now that you've said that I, I'm intrigued so maybe I will chat. Maybe I will check it out and
0: see if there's something. <laughs> something. Yock is shaking his head.
2: Just no. t- go into Twitter and type my name, oh. <laughs> and if so, you want amusement, oh. you'll, you'll get it.
1: Have I'd, those have those tweets been? They, they allow those tweets to stay up.
0: I can. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell you some of the body parts I've been called, but I'm not sure that Yock would let me. He'd probably hit the dump button and then he'll yell at me. Yock, can I say that word? No, that's not. Okay. Well never mind then. No, I'm you not can't
1: gonna, say no, that word. I'm
0: not gonna well, say I, that word then.
1: Hey, DJ, call me later and tell me what that word is.
0: Okay, I will. I'll call you in the break. I'll let you know.
1: I'm I'm looking up I'm looking up PK's Twitter right now. <laughs> even as we speak. It's it's
0: bad, Frank. No, just Stay is away. Just stay away. The the best hey, can, part I'm is looking, And the best part is, Frank, we're getting into this, that you fans can't agree. See, there are a lot who agree with you. And so they're Uh on Facebook saying, why do you guys even talk about this? You're just getting people's hopes up for stuff that isn't going to happen. But meanwhile, there's the people over here who are really angry that we aren't saying that they should be in, that we should be leading the national charge because, I guess, Kirk Herbstreit gets up in the morning and listens to us to decide what he thinks.
1: Yeah, well, I yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Let's let's be positive about Utah getting in the playoff, but and and sing the praises of the Utes right now because they're they're certainly showing they're they're capable. But I just think the reality of it is, I hope <laughs> now you guys have me all freaked out. I hope that doesn't come come across the wrong way. But I just think the reality of it is, the committee, the people in charge. Uh, they, they don't have Utah in the in the top four, even if Utah wins out. And and oddly or maybe not oddly, I think they only have Oregon slightly ahead of Utah. If if Oregon wins out for some because of some national perception reason. Here's here, um, here's
0: a big problem for Oregon. If Oregon wins out and beats Utah in the title game, but if Alabama beats Auburn with a backup quarterback and the Utes lost to Auburn, or excuse me, Oregon lost to Auburn, Oregon's in yeah. trouble. Now,
2: yeah, that now
0: is. to to the degree that these eight one loss teams, I gotta figure at least at least four of them are gonna take a second loss. Easily it could be a fifth or sixth. So it could come down to two, maybe three one loss teams for that last spot. Now, which of those teams will left standing? How does their best win compare to the other guys' best win? And how does their loss compare to the other team's loss? You know, Georgia should get a second loss to by LSU yeah. and be knocked out. Yeah. Minnesota and Penn State yeah. could both lose to Ohio State and be knocked out. The yeah. Pac-12 and Big 12 title games can eliminate somebody, but you're left with 11-1 Alabama with a backup quarterback, and you're left with either Oklahoma or Baylor and either Utah or Oregon. So it seems like there'll be two or three one-loss teams.
1: See, that, that, that's the other one is the, is the Oklahoma is, is Oklahoma. If Oklahoma goes through and they're a one-loss team... So yeah, if I don't know if you listened to the post game show with with uh, with hands and yeah. me, we, we uh, talked we talked about this almost the entire. Time.
2: Right, I listened we, on we the way home. I knew off. your answer because I listened on the way home from the stadium, so I knew what you would say.
1: Yeah, we got completely off off topic, and Hans was kicked. Man, he was angry, like visibly upset. So LSU beats Georgia. There's two losses. LSU in Ohio state goes through, even if Ohio state takes one loss, I think they're in Clemson one loss. Maybe I I think they're going to go through. So they're no loss. They get in. And then the question is, can Alabama finish as a one loss Alabama team in probably if they don't finish is the next man up a one loss Oklahoma team. And do you take a one-loss Oklahoma team over one-loss Utah or one-loss Oregon? Who would you go with? I mean, what, I, I shouldn't say that. Who would you go with? Who do you think nationally they would go with?
2: I think they are go One with
1: Oklahoma. Loss Oklahoma. Yeah. One-loss Oklahoma. Brand, yeah.
0: brand names yeah. tend to win out. The, the people who listen to the show who root for other Pac-12 teams routinely say, just look at the BCS era and look at the playoff, and how often does the Pac-12 get the benefit of the doubt when it looks like a push? And and their answer is the Pac-12 doesn't. And never goes back 20 years. Now, maybe you can't put that on the playoff committee, but it just seems like it's national perception regardless of whether it's BCS people or playoff committee. How often has the Pac-12 gotten the benefit of the doubt? It just doesn't happen.
1: It doesn't. Well, and it's too bad because I'll tell you something about this – this is a, this is a special team, especially on the defensive side. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a team that can throw out a stifling defensive effort that just shuts people down. And, and, and you have a, a running back that's among the very best in college football. Zach Moss is a unique talent and you have a quarterback who is playing at I don't know. Is there another quarterback playing at the same level? He, I know he, he does things. It's a little different the way that they run his, this, this, offense, but the scheme and the system and the strategy and the way that, that Andy Ludwig has managed the whole thing. I mean, that's a, that to me, those are all compelling arguments, but then you say, well, Jalen hurts the transfer from Alabama leading Oklahoma. I mean, that's pretty compelling too, or, Alabama, without their starting – I actually thought that when Tua went down, which I I hate to see that. I hope he, uh, you know, figures out a way to recover from that injury. That's that's really difficult. But I actually thought Tua going down was beneficial for Utah because, I mean, I guess you could make the story about a backup quarterback leading Alabama, but I don't think that story is as compelling as what Tyler Huntley's doing, leading Utah. So maybe that that Alabama, if they have to go head to head on a committee level, maybe that argument gets swayed a little bit toward toward Utah. Or Auburn, I
0: don't know. Or Auburn could just win the game and knock Alabama out. That would be the and, best and, or thing for Or Auburn for the could Earth. win
1: the game and just and just yeah. knock the yeah, knock them out of it. So anyway, anyway, it's a it's an interesting discussion. Utah deserves to have an opportunity. I don't think there's any question about that. If they take care of business, and even with all of that, at this point, I I still don't think they get in.
0: Frank, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us.
1: Of course, absolutely. You guys have a great week.
0: All right, thank you. Frank Dolce, checking in here every week on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.